Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dash Radio Show with your hosts, Don Wright DeBrance and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hello and happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to The Dash Radio Show. My name is Dawn Wright DeBrant, and my co-host Peter Mingles is here. Peter's right here. There he is. And uh, tonight we have a very cool guest that we met. I, Peter's known known uh, Sandy for a while now. I met him a year ago at the ANMP conference, which we're going to be having another one here shortly, where we will all be again. This time it's in Dallas, right? I think Dallas in March. Dallas, March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. There you go. So if anybody wants some information about that, we'll have it up on the blog shortly. Make sure that you get over to the-radio.com for our brand new series on how to start a radio show because we were told nobody knows how to do this. Everyone wants to know how to do this, write how to do this. So I started it, and, and we're getting some good feedback on it. So that being said, you know what? I'm going to have you do a little ditty about Sandy before we go ahead and bring him in here. Oh, my gosh. Uh, little, <laughs> little thing about Sandy. Sandy's going to be able to tell us a little bit about Sandy, but Sandy's a very well-known person that deals with this arena, probably the most branded person that I know relative to the concept of taxes and home-based businesses. And although he knows a lot about a lot of stuff relative to things related to taxes, he has specialized for, uh, geez, for as long as I can remember, um, being in the home-based business arena. So he has several different products that he's going to introduce here. But we're going to start off, first of all, by introducing Sandy Botkin and his um, background, so you have a little bit of frame of reference, huge credibility, and then we're going to kind of swing into, between the commercial breaks, some things that he has as far as products and knowledge for those people that are involved in home-based businesses. As we get started, though, with Sandy's information, if you are not so I'm listening, I'm, so I'm talking to not just us, a few that are on the call right now, but those people that are listening in. If you're not educated about the specific tax advantages associated with home-based businesses, you're handicapping yourself horribly. And in particular, I'm always the one that drags in the stuff that the government is doing to create an environment that's more conducive for home-based businesses, and you'll have to learn about those things as well. So we'll, we'll blend all this stuff as we go, but Sandy Botkin is our resident tax expert um, relative to some really cool products and ever-growing uh, tools. So, Sandy, welcome, and thanks for being on our call. Welcome, Sandy. Oh, it's a pleasure. <laughs> so, and I just have to brag just for a second because I've been using the tax bot for a year, and it's the only year of my life I've been even remotely organized ever. So, <laughs> like, the people who are doing my taxes for me, I handed them, I said, here. <laughs> this is what I've done. You mentioned that. Even though I, I lecture on taxes and know the importance of documentation, I am not a documentation nut. In fact, the truth be known, I probably like it less than most people. But <laughs> one thing I know about myself is I can do something if it's simple and it's easy. So when I designed TaxBot, I wanted something for me. I wanted something that was very simple and very easy. If, if it's that way, I will do it. And that's kind of the way it developed Absolutely, and, I, I, and for for those of you listening, head on over to the-taxbot.com, and you'll be able to follow along while we're talking about what it is this fantastic little app is. And also, you did also write a book, Lower Your Taxes Big Time, correct? Correct. Actually, I have two books. I have a book called Lower Your Taxes Big Time, which has just been updated for the new fiscal cliff legislation. It will be available around April 5th, actually, maybe earlier. Um, and then I have uh, another book that I just came out with, which is a financial book, which is basically, you know, things that CPAs should be telling their clients that are not. And that hmm. book is called Achieve Financial Freedom Big Time. Okay. Well, and that I have, sounds like I have a to book tell you, to Sandy, I've, I've been around with Dawn after she bought your product, and I know she uses it. So you know how sometimes <laughs> she can say, "Oh, anybody can use it." I'm just going to th- throw on there, and Dawn's using it. So now <laughs> oh, anyone tremendous, you know, can it's interesting. use it. A lot of people buy products and don't use it. We actually did some testing. We have a tremendous usage rate. It's very high. And I'll tell you something else that's very interesting, and I didn't realize this. 
about 70 to 80% of our customer base is women. And at first I said, I wonder why that is. And, and, I'll, and I'll tell you the answer. The answer is that women, when we did some surveys, tend to be more focused than guys on saving money. And mm-hmm. so the things that save them money, and especially in the, today's economy, they are very um, interested in, which that's why we have such a high percentage of, of women who are among our customers, which, which I found was very interesting. That is really interesting, you know, and, you know, over the years, because I ran a woman's project um, called FemNet for a while, and back in the day, women didn't make big purchases. They didn't buy houses. They didn't buy cars, you know, and and over over the years, women have started to control more and more of the spending in households and making those large purchases, and so it just makes sense that they would then start keeping much more uh, much more strong track, uh, if that's the correct sentence, on what's going on with all the spending and how to save some of that money coming back in their deductions. There's no question. I mean, especially in today's economy, if you can save money, you know, here's an interesting fact. You know, if I offered you $10,000 a year, every year for the next 10 years, as, a, as in tax savings, or $17,000 a year, every year for the next 10 years in a raise, I actually gave you a check the $17,000, which would you take? Where do you think you'd come out ahead? Believe it or not, the answer is $10,000 tax savings. Yeah, I'm sorry. Time, I was actually signing into my tax spot. I can't oh, believe I did that on you. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no problem. I, I, sometimes I, there's a lot of interactivity when I speak, by the way. Uh, the, the reason for that is by the time you pay federal tax, state tax, Social Security tax, or if you're in Canada, CPP and, and um, provincial, you're left on that 17000 with less than ten, saving ten thousand dollars in taxes is like making an eighty an eighteen thousand dollar income. People don't wow. realize how valuable tax saving is. It's it's it's, it's really interesting. In fact, um, I was with Susie Orman. You probably heard of Susie Orman, mm-hmm. and Susie Orman is well known for saying debt is your number one expense in the in the country. You need to get out of debt, and she has a whole show on that. And as famous as Susie Orman is, and she's not incorrect about debt, by the way, being important, but as famous as she is, she's wrong. The number one expense in this country is taxes. It exceeds what most people pay for food, clothing, lodging, and transportation combined. I'm sorry, but that's just crazy to me. Oh, it's absolutely <laughs> insane. And, you know, I, I'll tell you something else that, that's, that's kind of interesting, which, which this show will be about. I don't know if you ever had the experience of ever being overbilled for something or you found mm-hmm. some, a credit card charge that you didn't make or maybe there was mm-hmm. a charge higher than you thought you would get. You ever have that problem? Of course. Sure. And I, I think you'll agree with me, but the higher the amount, the more aggravating it becomes. Do you agree mm-hmm. with that? Mm-hmm. No, well, you know, I want you to get that feeling down on how you felt about that. What, what did you do when you, when you got overcharged? Did you, did you go in and ask for a refund? Did you just pay it? What would you do? Oh, absolutely ask for a refund. Of course. Okay. Well, I want you to hold on to that feeling because throughout the show, uh, for those of the listeners, I'm about to make it a lot worse. You know, here's my point. Do you want to just pay all the taxes that you legally owe or do you want to pay a lot more? <laughs> you want to pay what you owe, right? the taxes I owe. Well, Even the taxes I owe irritate me. I know that. Now, here's my point. What if you as a business owner and everybody listening, every single person listening to the show, were overpaying their taxes by thousands of dollars a year? Would you want to know about it and do yes. something about it? Yes. Yeah, of course you would. Well, that's what we're going to do over the next 45 minutes. I'm going to prove to people, and I'm going to give actual tax strategies that I've been using for years and I've been recommending to prove that they have been overpaying their taxes by thousands. But the good news is that you know I'm going to keep this nice, simple, give a nice, very simple solution so that they can keep more of their money every year for the rest of their life. And what, I bet you everybody is listening to this, and they're going, oh, boy, what's this going to cost? Here it comes. Here's the total <laughs> price in terms of time, effort, and money, okay? Well, here's the solution. Two minutes a day, no more than that, one finger's effort, and cost zero out-of-pocket expenses. How's that for fair? That's pretty fair. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's pretty amazing. And, you know, quite honestly, I was just sitting here and I was signing into my tax spot because I, I thought to myself, I've got to make sure I put it on my new phone. i got to make sure I do it right this year because I swear to you, even when I didn't have my iPhone on, 
I had somebody take a picture of my dinner receipt because of TaxBot. You know, it taught me tricks that even though I might not have been right, like I might not have had everything on me, I might not have had my iPhone, I remembered the simple thing of, you know what, just take a picture of the receipt. You don't need the paper, just take a picture. You're absolutely right. That, and you know, one, the, that one thing saved me, I am certain, thousands of dollars a year. We met someone in uh, New Jersey. You know, I'm sure you're aware of what happened with Hurricane Sandy. I'm mm-hmm. glad they at least named the hurricane after me. <laughs> but uh, Hurricane Sandy just devastated parts of New York, especially New Jersey and some other mm-hmm. areas. And a lot of people's homes got flooded and they lost all their receipts, just like Katrina. I mean, it's another disaster. And, and you know what's interesting is if you have the receipts and it's all and it's all destroyed by flood, you can generally take a casualty loss on that on that item. But you have to prove you had the item. Well, I met one guy, one <laughs> that had tax bot, and he he went back and he took pictures of every single receipt that he had on everything he bought in his home, and and all kinds of other things. He owned a boat and all kinds of other stuff. I mean, he was able to get tens of thousands of dollars of deductions that almost every person in who were hit by Katrina won't be able to get because of that. Because wow. the tax spot is saved on the web. It's not saved on the phone, so it's all securely stored. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I guess a lot of people don't realize, Sandy, that those little receipts that you get from Walmart or the gas station or whatever, those things fade over time. Now, that's a real major problem. They're all permanently treated paper. I had a receipt. I wish you can see. I use this in a webinar. I'll do this when I speak before the um, Association of Network Marketing Professionals. I actually took a picture of one of my receipts that was a year and a half old. It's a year and a half. You could not read it. That's how faded it was. Wow. Yep. And and just a year and a half later that entire that proof of that replacement is completely gone if you didn't take a picture. If I didn't take a picture of it, which I fortunately did. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't take a picture of that, I would lose that deduction. Brilliant. Okay, so we are just about one minute away, so I I think that it's time for Axel to go ahead and, and give us a word from our sponsors. Do you run a home based business? Are you looking under every rock for your next superstar diamond in the rough? Are you looking for leads in all the wrong places? Look no more. If you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you know you need the right tools in place to run your online business effectively. If you're brand new at your business and you are looking for top-notch training that will take you and your sales team to the next level, for email marketing, autoresponders, lead management systems, and more, Network Leads is what you need to prospect, communicate, manage, and support your customers and sales organizations. Just go to www.networkleads.com forward slash the dash radio and register for your free lead management system today. Okay. I guess we You've don't listen have... to the dash oh, radio <laughs> show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio. And now, back to the show. So internet lag can always be counted on for <laughs> something awkward occurring. So <laughs> welcome back to our show. This is Don Wright Olive uh, Don Wright DeBrant, excuse me. I just got married, still trying on Don oh, Wright DeBrant. And, and we have Peter Mingles and Sandy Botkin tonight for the Dash and we're talking about taxes and fantastic tools that can go ahead and save you tons and tons of money. So we're all waiting with bated breath, Sandy. Talk to us about how we can save thousands of dollars a year. Okay, I will do that. First of all, a couple things. I'm going to give you a couple shocking statistics. First of all, do you know who the biggest tax cheats are in North America? Here's the answer. Business owners cheat themselves. It is a fact that business owners cheat themselves out of over, get this, based on studies, $100 billion a year in legal tax deductions. You might wonder why. One, because they don't know how simple and fast and painless maximizing their legal business deductions can be, and and they don't realize that in two minutes a day, they can end cheating themselves out of thousands of dollars per year in totally legal tax deductions. Second interesting point is that there was a study done by Harvard And they wanted to know what percentage of people at age 65 can retire with the same standard of living they had before retirement. The answer was shocking. 
4%. I want everybody to listen to this. 4%, which means 96% of all the people listening to the show will either have to reduce their standard of living, continue working, or um, live on some form of charity. Now, the good news is that if you can get some, a substantial amount of taxes back every single year, you think that can cure your retirement woes? I think that will work pretty mm-hmm. well. So that's the whole point. Now, let's talk about a couple other cash drain myths, and we'll get some tax planning, I think. One of the biggest myths of all is only seven words long, and that causes more people to lose money than almost any financial myth I can think of. And it's a funny myth, too. It's my accountant takes care of my taxes. And I have a similar myth. My spouse takes care of my taxes. If there's anything that everybody learns, learn that. I equate that with a doctor taking care of our body. Wouldn't it be great if we can eat all the cholesterol and all the fattening foods? And once a year, we go to our doctor. We go to, a, let's say, oh yeah, we, we go to a doctor and get one of these roto-rooter jobs. Another big myth, my mechanic takes care of my car. I don't know if you and Peter ever owned a Jaguar, but um, if you did, you probably understand that problem. <laughs> By the way, Jaguar. No, I heard about that problem, so I didn't buy a Jaguar. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're they're actually the only car in the world that have more vertical mileage than horizontal. <laughs> I'll let you think about that. You know, I've had people come up to me. I, I did a lot of these mega seminars with Donald Trump and General Schwarzkopf when he was alive, and others. And I had people come up to me and say, "Hey, Mr. Botkin, I loved your program, but I don't pay taxes. I get a refund." He didn't realize he was getting back his own money. In fact, even worse, he wasn't even getting back all his money. I just thought I had that, you know, you laugh. I had that point said to me probably five, ten times. Wow. So I actually did an analysis. I said, all right, what happens if I'm a single guy or a single gal and I'm making $50,000 a year, net of my deductions, net of my exemptions? How much tax am I paying? Well, between federal, state, and Social Security taxes, I'm paying almost $13,000. Now, what's interesting is that if you're working at a job, your withholding is 14485 Withholding tends to be more then what you owe. Why? Because the government wants you to feel good when you get a refund. So even though this person's getting a refund, they're still paying almost $13,000 in taxes. In fact, when I ran the numbers, 25.8% of what they make goes out in taxes on somebody making $50,000. Somebody makes 100000 pays 32.4% in taxes. Get, get this. Somebody that makes 250000 pays 37.7% in taxes. Now here's well, another, another little myth. What's the difference? And some of these are going to really surprise people. What's the difference in tax benefits, fringe benefits, things like this, that a home-based business owner can get, because you do a lot of home-based business owners, versus, say, what a Fortune 500 company can give their own employees? And here's your answer. None. They get the exact same benefits, certainly 99% of the same tax benefits, same fringe benefits that a Fortune 500 company can give them, believe it or not. Hmm. Here's another big myth. I only work my home-based business part-time. Can I get some good tax benefits? What's the difference if I work at part-time versus full-time? And here's your answer. None. You get the exact same tax benefits you would get if you worked your business part-time as full-time. Same thing. What if I'm not making any money yet? You know, I'm going to say something that's going to be kind of funny. The government, U.S. and Canada, are the biggest bookies in North America because they want to subsidize you while you're building your business. And the reason they do that is they want to get paid, if you're successful, for the rest of your life. It's actually a very good investment. And the way they subsidize you is this. And this is something that's really important that I want everybody to pay attention to. If your business generates a loss, let's say you start a home-based business and it generates a loss. That loss can be used against any form of income you have, interest, dividends, wages, rents, pensions, anything. So let's take an example. Let's say you make $50,000 in a job. You have a little side business that you started up in network marketing or a franchise or consulting, whatever, some side business that generates a $10,000 loss. You net those two. You actually can use that against any form of income, so you only pay taxes, say, on 40. Let's say the income, let's say the loss exceeds your whole income for the year. You're a single mom, and it exceeds your whole income for the year. This is the way the government subsidizes you. You can carry back all business losses in the U.S. two years and actually get a refund from the federal and, in many cases, state government for the last two years of taxes that you pay. You actually get a check, folks, or you can carry forward all business losses, get this, up to 20 years and offset the next 20 years of earnings. So you never lose a properly documented business deduction. 
And all the government cares about is that you run your business like a business, which means you're trying to make money. They don't care if you make money. They just, surprisingly enough, they just care you're trying. Now, what does that mean? This is a very important point. Well, one is trying to make money. And I got a whole video on this in TaxBot. I'm sort of giving you a, a 30,000 foot overview here. but No problem. But here's an example. Uh, good business people should have uh, good tax organizers and tax trackers. Uh, hobbies do not, like TaxBot, for example. Business people should have, uh, if they're not, work their business regularly. That means at least an hour a day, four to five days a week. It's much more important that you work your business regularly than, say, once every two weeks for 12 hours. Business people, if they're not making money, what do they do? They contact experts, people in their upline, experts. They listen to shows like this. They buy CDs and learn what they need, what they need to do to become successful. And then they follow that advice. Hobbies do not. Business people have accountants. And if they're not making money, they generate financial statements. So if they go over the financial statement, they can see where they can cut back. Hobbies do not. You know, business people, again, are trying to make money. That's the key. The government doesn't care if you make money. They just care you're trying to make money. They don't, they, don't make they don't make crazy statements like, I'm only doing this for the social reasons. No. Business people do things to make money. That's the reason they're in business. Okay? And there's more to it. But that gives you kind of an overview. They have good documentation, for example. Hobbies do not. Now, let me give you uh, some tax planning tips. First of all, and we're going to give you some of the latest stuff that includes uh, 2013, the new American Taxpayer Relief Law. And that came in uh, recently, uh, just in December of this year. And by the way, folks, I, I, you know, I'm from New York, so I can talk at 60 miles an hour with a 120-mile-an-hour breeze without even breathing. So if you have any questions or you want to interrupt me, please feel free. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm open to that. It's not a problem. But uh, here's, here's one good example of how you can save money in taxes. If you buy certain vehicles, you get tremendous write-offs under the new American Taxpayer Relief Law. One of the vehicles, one of the winners are trucks. If you have a vehicle that's a truck that has a truck chassis, it has to have at least a gross vehicle weight, which means carrying weight of 6,000 pounds or more, you can elect to write off 100% of the business use of that truck in the year you buy it. And it makes no difference when you bought that car or truck. I don't care if you buy it in January or you buy it in June. Whatever the business use is, 100% can be written off this year. That'll take a bite out of your taxes. In addition, if you buy a used truck, you also can deduct 100%. But a used truck has to have at least a six-foot cargo area. So one winner are new trucks. The second winner, used trucks. The third winner are sports utility vehicles. A sports utility vehicle is a vehicle that carries passengers, has a gross vehicle weight of over 6,000 pounds, and, and has a truck chassis. If you meet those three rules, you're a sports utility vehicle, whereas trucks don't carry passengers other than maybe who sits next to the driver. That's about it. If you have a sports utility vehicle, you can write off $25,000 of the business use of that sports utility vehicle, again, no matter when you buy it, plus if it's a new SUV, you get 50% bonus depreciation, which means you can write off 50% of what's left over, plus regular depreciation. Now, what does that mean? That means, Don, that if you buy yourself a new sports utility vehicle in your business, you can write off about 80% of the business use of that vehicle this year. Wow. That's what that means. So the biggest winners are trucks. The next biggest winners are used trucks with six-foot cargo areas. Third biggest winner is sports utility vehicles. Everybody else is kind of comes in with the rest, which isn't that good. I mean, it's still better than nothing, but that, that's everybody else. So that's the first thing. And by the way, I want to emphasize a couple things here. Let's assume you don't buy a truck, you don't buy a sports utility vehicle, you don't get these tremendous write-offs. How would you like to be able to buy gas for the equivalent of 11 cents a gallon. Would you like that, Dawn and Peter? For sure, yes. Sure. Well, what, are you, what are you paying for gas now? Um, a ridiculous sum of money, a couple bucks. Yeah, I, I bet I, it's like 350, 360, somewhere yeah, in that range. Yeah. All right, watch this. First of all, there are a number of ways of writing off your car. You can take the actual method, which means your gas, oil, repairs, insurance, wash, wax, depreciation, or the IRS method. IRS gives you 56.5 cents a mile for every mile you drive for business. Uh, they give you 24 cents for medical and moving. And a lot of people, by the way, do not realize every time you go to a doctor, every time you go to a dentist, you should be claiming 24 cents a mile. And here's something that many Americans miss. I'll bet you missed it too. IRS gives you 14 cents a mile for charity. I know someone who's on his church choir. He should be claiming 14 cents a mile round trip 
every time he goes to practice. In my neighborhood, a lot of moms take their daughters to, to for, uh, drive their daughters for selling Girl Scout cookies. I have a lot of people coming over to my home. I must know I like Samoas. <laughs> Those moms should be claiming 14 cents a mile. And if you're not doing that, you're losing money. It's that simple. Now, how do you get gas for the equivalent of 11 cents a gallon? Watch this. I think you have a commercial coming up soon. Yes, we Let's, do. Uh, how, long, how long do I have? you got three minutes. Good. I have enough time to explain this. Right now, IRS gives you 56 and a half cents a mile for every mile you drive for business. And by the way, how, does, how do you prove that uh, you drove so many miles for business? This is cool. First of all, who has that proof, burden of proof? Does the government have that burden of proof? What do we? And the answer is we do. And how do we prove it? Our tax organizer, things like TaxBot. You must have a tax organizer. It is your audit insurance against IRS. I know many people here have homeowner's insurance. And, and why? Because if the house burns down, you're, you're really shafted if you don't have it. You probably have car insurance. You probably didn't use it that much, but you have it because if you get into an accident, you're shafted. This is audit insurance because you want to keep the government off your back or they'll close you down. But unlike the other types of insurance, a tax organizer or a tax tracker like TaxBot will pay you every single year. So let's take an example. Let's say I drive 20 miles. Let's take it 20 miles to the gallon, and I drive 20 miles at 56 and a half cents a mile. That's $11.30 deduction. 20 miles times 56 and a half is 11.30. If you're in the 30% tax bracket, which is a low bracket actually when you consider federal and state and Social Security, your cash savings on that $11.30 is $3.39. Well, if I'm paying $3.50 a gallon, I get 20 miles to the gallon. But I'm getting back $3.39 as a result of the deduction. I'm only paying $0.11 cents a gallon, effectively, after the deduction. Does everybody understand that? So, by, And by the way, there's one more thing I want to give you that I'll bet many of your accountants did not know. They didn't even give you. In fact, most accountants don't even know this. The IRS method is in lieu of all the actual gas, oil, repairs, insurance, wash, wax, depreciation. But you get two things. You can deduct sales tax, and you can deduct interest on car loans to the extent you use your car for business. So if you use your car 80% for business, 80% of the sales tax is deductible, 80% of the interest is deductible, and that's true whether or not you use the actual method. It also applies to the IRS method. Many accountants didn't know that. And if you, weren't, if you didn't know that, and you especially if you use the IRS method, you could file amended tax returns for up to the last three years and claim the sales tax and interest to the extent you used a car for business. I just met someone who did that. He filed amended returns for three years, and he got back a little over $6,000. This is a big deal. It's crazy. Okay? That's awesome. Uh, here's, another, well, here's another tip, and I guess you can break for a commercial. Many times we do things personally. We want to see our mom. We take our kids to football games, and that's normally not deductible. But what if? We schedule a business appointment near our mom. Now, a substantial part of that trip becomes deductible. And here's the important point. Your mom doesn't have to live near you. Let's say your mom lives in Hawaii. You can go to Hawaii, put an ad in the paper in advance to meet with potential distributors, and now, by doing that correctly, you can deduct the, equ the equivalent of seeing your mom. You can deduct the trip to see distributors, and while you're at it, you see your mom at the same time. Wow. There you go. Thank you very much, and we will be back right after this commercial break. I don't know what to say. There we go. I was going to sign one. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience and like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio and now back to the show and that's it we're just going to forget about any other commercial breaking <laughs> yeah. hey hey sandy i was just thinking about something when you're talking about moms so when my kids who are eventually flying out of the house i could actually coerce them 
to say, I'm going to run an ad for you. Come visit your dad. I'm going to run an ad for you. I mean, for I'm going to run an ad for you to build your home-based business. Oh, absolutely. Come they, visit your dad. As long as, they are, <laughs> as, as long as they are interviewing people in your neighborhood, that would be deductible. So if I set them up with, like, i got to have my kids come back because, you know, it's always a money thing, you know? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Plus, you get two levels of payout when you're in a network marketing company. That's even better. In fact, let me give you another tip. It's funny you mentioned that. Um, one of the other things I want to mention is either make your kids distributors and teach them the business or hire them in your business. There's a lot of benefits here. If you were to hire a child, not only, first of all, are wages that you pay an assistant deductible? And the answer is yes. And if they use that money to pay for their own college, their own wedding, their own tuition, their own room and board, their own car, aren't you in essence getting a deduction for those things? You're, you're, you're deducting it as a wage. Reasonable wages that you pay kids are deductible. And by taking that deduction, having them pay for the wedding, them pay for the room and board, them pay for the video games and the Wii's and all the other stuff, in essence, you're getting a deduction for these things. Same money, but in one case, you made it deductible as a wage. The other case, when you pay for these things directly, they're not deductible. Same money. And a good illustration is what I did in my life. And I think if you understand what I do, you can do the same thing. I had a daughter. I have a daughter, so she's still there, <laughs> who uh, was made, her major was digital design. Basically, it's like web design with a little motion. And now she's going for uh, well, a graduate program. And um, I, had a, I wanted to have a whole website for TaxBot and for my Tax Reduction Institute redone. I wanted some bells and whistles. So I hired, I, I actually contacted a major uh, web design firm, and I got a quote as to how much they would charge me, which was a fair amount of money to redo and a, a really in an, an up way, in a, in a current way, my Tax Reduction Institute website and my TaxBot website. So I called up my daughter, Allie, and I said, all right, Allie, here's the deal. Here's the quote that I got from this company. Can you do it for something less, a little less money? She said, sure. She redid both my websites. I paid her. I was able to deduct the equivalent of almost four years of college tuition that way. Four years. Wow. Children under 18, by the way, my daughter isn't, but those who are under 18 are also exempt from Social Security and federal unemployment tax if you hire them in a self-employed business. So here, although I have to pay Social Security, I was able to deduct at my tax bracket, which was 35%. She got most of that money. She can get up to $6,100 this year, income tax-free because of a standard deduction. Effectively, uh, and the rest of it was only at 10% after 6100 I mean, I was able, it, it was a tremendous benefit. Now so wait, my wait, website... wait. Let me, just, let me just get this straight because this has a lot of pertinence in, in my personal life right now, so I just sure. want to throw it out there. You're saying that I can go ahead and instead of paying my daughters um, for – because right now I'm not only paying her, her tuition and such, but I'm also paying for her off-campus housing. I'm covering her groceries. I'm covering her gas back and forth. I'm covering her car payment. And none of that's deductible. None of this is deductible. That's correct. Absolutely not. But if I instead turn around and I pay her, and she pays for those things. To do some legitimate work in your business. Right. And then she uses that money to pay for those same things. Aren't you, in essence, getting a deduction for that? That's fantastic. I mean, we're talking tens of thousands of dollars. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> I, I smell smoke over here. Is that Dawn? Is that your brain? It, that's coming out my ears and All my right. wallet at I the smell. same time. Right, it, is, so. it is shocking to me that people don't do this. Um, another, another alternative. Some people ask me, well, you know, I can't hire my kids if they're not around. I can't hire them. I don't want to hire them. I don't want them in, with an arm's grab of my business. So there's something else you can do. And this is all in tax spot. And we have a whole bunch of videos and blogs. Like I just did a blog on this about a month ago. Um, you can give them title to your equipment, such as your computer, your, your equipment in a rental property, like washer, dryers, refrigerators, stoves, cars, and lease it back from them. You've already depreciated the equipment. You're now deducting the lease payments that you're paying them. You're deducting that equipment twice, and then they can use that lease payment and pay for their own college or pay for their own tuition. And it may not be enough. Their lease payment may not cover the full tuition, but it may cover part of it. That's the point. That's called the gift leaseback technique. There are so, the point is there are so many tax planning approaches. And by the way, I was just mentioning that my websites need updating because she did this a couple of years ago. Well, my daughter's in grad school, so I need maintenance. <laughs> so now I've got to pay maintenance on my website, to, and she's going to use that money to pay for part of her tuition. And again, for people listening to this, if you're not doing this, you are losing thousands, and I am saving thousands. 
If you want to subsidize me by not doing it, feel free. <laughs> I mean, that's all I can tell you. Now, now, Sandy, I've said to you know lots of people lots of times that they're absolutely nuts. If they're a W-2 earner and they're not actively pursuing a home-based business or some kind of thing like that, they are absolutely flat absolutely out nuts. Yeah, I have a book called Lower Your Taxes Big Time, which was mentioned by, um, by Dawn, and that's being updated. The number one chapter in that book, and I am astonished that more networkers don't get that book and show it or at least give it away to prospects. The number one chapter is why you'd be brain dead not to have a home-based business. How's that? Is that hitting people on the head enough? <laughs> and the book really goes into exactly that concept. And, and here's the point. We have two tax systems in North America. When I say that, most people look at me and they go, oh, sure, one for the poor and one for the rich. And that's close, but that's not right. There's one to make you poor, and there's one to make you rich. The one to make you poor is designed for employees because you are taxed on dollar one. You don't even get a lot of deductions. Then you get hit with something called alternative minimum tax if you try and take too many deductions. But if you are self-employed, you get everything that an employee gets, plus you can write off part of your house, your spouse, the equivalent of your kid's education and weddings, like I just mentioned. And I, there's a couple other ways, too. I just mentioned one. I just There's five of them. You can set up a pension plan that makes any government plan small by comparison. The tax benefits of being in business are absolutely enormous, as long as, and this is the important point, Peter, they run their business like a business. The problem is too many people, they join network marketing companies, and they say, oh, I'm going to be nice and social. I like the product. And, and so they get paid like a hobby. If they treat it like a business, they'll get enormous tax benefits, and they can get paid like a, they get paid like a business. I mean, in fact, if they, if they treat it like a business, they can make enough money where they can quit that job and not have to work for that boss, which is spelled backwards, double S-O-B. So the bottom line is, you know, you're right. It, it, it astonishes to me that people will put in an extra five or ten hours overtime or 15 hours overtime when if they can put in a little less hours overtime and put in that extra time into building a side business. It totally astonishes me that they don't do that. So the, so the guy that actually says to himself, you know, I'm working a regular job, and, and sometimes I get introduced to these goofy things like these home-based businesses, and people sometimes look at them as, you know, those goofy little hobbies where maybe not everybody makes a ton of money, um, or maybe, the, you know, the mom is doing something else as far as working at a regular job and all that sort of stuff. They're absolutely just flat-out missing out. They're they flat out missing out. But, you know, you also want the right home-based business. Number one, you want, you want a business with, with products that you really believe in. If you don't believe in it, you can't, you can't promote it. I mean, it's, it's, that's the bottom line. Uh, I have a whole article on how to evaluate, for example, a network marketing company. I mean, I, the network marketing has its advantages because you don't have to have overhead. You don't, there's no liability. You don't have to store products. You don't have uh, risk. You, know, you don't have uh, inventory. You don't have any, any of that stuff. So, I mean, that, that has a lot of potential uh, benefits. But if you don't like network marketing, there's plenty of franchises, proven deals that you can get into. Uh, you name it, the topic is probably a franchise on it. Um, so there's a lot of ways to get a home-based business. And, you know, let's, let's take a look at it. Say, for instance, you, you find a home-based business where there's transfer-buying-type products, whether it's vitamins or cleaning products or maybe services. And there's a whole – there's probably – I don't know if this is 100%, but chances are if you're buying something, uh, there's a, probably a network marketing company that probably is a network marketing company. I will absolutely guarantee it. Yeah. Guarantee uh, there's going to be a company that that has something that you're already buying. So, you so might as well pay yourself the, that money anyway. Right. So if you're looking at a bottle of uh, jungle juice, I'm going to actually call it for 40 bucks, and then maybe the same thing for $30 at Costco, You'd be asking the wrong question. That's correct. You're absolutely right. And many times the network marketing company product is better than what's at Costco because Costco tries to get the cheapest way possible. They, they really just try to shaft their vendors, and the vendors cut corners whenever they can. So that's, that's, it's, it's even, you'll, you'll find even the quality of the network marketing products are usually better than what is available on, on a retail market. So better quality products, usually better customer service, more of a relationship to tax deductions, I always come back to the concept that if you're you either get it or you don't get it, and what is it when I say get it, meaning 
the understanding of this stuff, and what is it that the government looks for for me to treat it like a business? Because I'm already kind of like, say, for instance, I'm going back to my days where I was an employee somewhere, and I'd hear something like this, and I'd say, you know, I really don't have any time or attention. How do I learn these types of things? How much, what are they really expecting for me to be able to consider this a business? Is it like another 20 hours? You know, I've got a whole uh, chapter in my book, Lower Your Taxes Big Time, on this. I mean, there's a whole bunch of information. But there's basically ten factors. Uh, The first thing, first of all, you want to have good documentation. Business people have good documentation. Hobbies don't, which means you must have a tax organizer of some type. And it's amazing people don't realize how important things like TaxBot really is because you've got to be able to track all your expenses. Business people do that. Hobbies do not. Uh, Business people have a good accountant. Which, which, which generates financial statements. Hobbies do not. If they're not making money, what does a business person do? They go to their accountant and say, all right, here's my financial statement. What do you think I can cut back? Hobbies do not. If business people aren't making money, they don't do the same thing year after year after year and lose money. They do everything they can to turn it around. They meet with experts. In and a lot, case, of that, that, a lot of that documentation really is just forming the right habits correct. in 30 or 60-second increments. That's correct. That's exactly correct. I mean, you know, you want to basically, the bottom line is you want to operate your business the way a profitable business is run. You want to do the things that profitable businesses do. You know, my father once said a long time ago, and it was true 40 years ago when he said this to me, it's probably true now. If you want to fly like an eagle, you don't hang around with turkeys. Okay? (laughs) And that's the bottom line. You want to be successful, whether it be at network marketing or war or anything like this, you find someone successful to mentor you. You find someone successful to help you. I don't know of any lawyer who is successful in this country that hasn't had a mentor show him the, the ropes. It wasn't, he didn't learn it in law school, trust me. They were, someone taught him the ropes somewhere. Same thing is true with network marketing. Somewhere along the line, there was somebody that, that taught him. Some people had this innate ability, but for the most part, they had mentors. Okay, having, so, oops, I'm having sorry. mentors, very important. Yeah. All right, so you said something about documentation. What else am I expected to do? Okay. There's, there's, a, there's a wide variety of things. Documentation covers many different things. That includes a financial statement. That includes meeting with experts if you're not making money to see what you need to do to turn your business around. That includes having the right, having a tax tracker. That includes keeping receipts. All of those things. If you, have, if you have a corporation, which I don't normally recommend for network marketing, especially at the beginning, that includes having corporate minutes and, and director meetings. All of those things. Uh, that includes not making stupid statements like I'm only here to uh, for the products or I'm only here to get my, my jungle juice at a discounted price because your goal should be to make money, not to get discounts alone. Okay? Uh, all of those things. You want to run it like a business, like a profitable business. Business cards, advertising, things like that. You want to be professional in the way you deal in your business. Your records should look professional. You should look professional. Is there an hourly requirement for me to touch this business every day, every week, every Generally, month? Regu- Remember I said at the very beginning, regularity. You okay. want at least an hour a day, minimum. And I, I suspect, I, I suggest more than that. But at least an hour a day, four to five days a week. And I would suggest at least an hour and a half a day, four to five days a week. That's Regularity is much more important than, say, once every two weeks for 12 hours. And that could mean me sending out emails, me making phone calls, me being on a conference call. Everything Correct. is a pretty big word. Everything. Phone calls, conference calls, driving to prospects, going to opportunity meetings, uh, delivering signs, delivering for sale, delivering uh, flyers, uh, sending out mail, whatever, everything. Okay? Just document what you're doing and the time you're doing it. Uh, those are all the types of things that you want to look at. I mean, there, there's more. I mean, I've got a whole chapter on this, but, but that sort of gives you an idea of, of what you need to do. Again, you want, to, you want to look like a professional and run it like a profitable or professional business. That's the key. Government and, cares about you trying to make money, Peter. And since you're comparing it to saving real money, if I had to go out there and make the amount of money, I'm, what I'm trying to do is I'm, I'm trying to help people that are kind of like not in a home-based business really mm-hmm. consider getting involved in a home-based business for all the reasons. But if you had to go get a second job, you know, you'd probably work it more than – four or five hours a week. If you had to go oh, out and get a third you're, you're job. You're absolutely right. My uncle was a, was a principal in a, in, a, in a public school. He didn't make enough money, so he became a principal in a private school. He was working at least 60-hour work weeks. He died penniless. 
because he didn't get the, a lot of the tax benefits that a home-based business gets, and he literally died penniless. You know, today's, today's taxes are almost as high as 50% at the upper brackets, 50%. If you, know, if you don't know what you're doing, if you're an employee, that's what you're being hit at. It really is. It's mind-numbing when you do well, and um, and then you you go and you see. I have friends who I have watched almost go to tears, walking into, <laughs> and they people just walk away stunned, and they don't realize what it's like to give away half of everything that you earn. And there are so many people who you know. It's always greener from the other side. You know, people who aren't making that much are thinking, well, you know, they're making so much money, they should give half of it right. away. That's exactly right. Hey, what do they care? You know, they're making all this money; they should be happy. You know. Yeah, but you know, giving I, away half of your money. It's, it's actually it's actually more than that because than as that. you as you make more money, you also get your itemized deductions phased out in the new taxpayer relief law. So you could lose almost all, eight, up to eighty percent of your itemized deductions. You get your exemptions for your family phased out. You get any credits like child credit things like that phased out. So in effect, you get much less employee deductions, non-business deductions, and you end up paying 50% in addition. You're actually losing probably, I'd say, you're more in the 55% bracket. It's, it's really that high. It's very, you know, Arthur Godfrey said, I'm proud to pay taxes in America, but, he, but one of his famous quotes but I, he was, I could be just as proud at half the price. <laughs> now, now, Don, I think we're over our radio show uh, we, broadcasting. Yeah, we, we are going straight to the extra because it. we just cannot trust technology today, so we're just going to bag it and keep talking. Good. All right, so I got a, I have a question for Sandy then. Again, my perennial, it seems like every time I just have to try to convince people to get involved in home-based businesses because I'm an evangelist for the potential over here. Well, you know what? Use my book, Lower Your Taxes Big Time. Get a bunch of them. Show them Chapter 1. Give them the book and get your business card. Get their business card. But have them read Chapter 1, Why You'd Be Brain Dead Not to Have a Home Base. There we go. I, I promise you, if they don't, if they're not motivated to form a business after that, they're not motivatable. Right, and we're kind of you know conditioned in our society. I remember when Mitt Romney, who's a pretty wealthy guy, was getting hounded by the press as far as return. You know, to, you know, show us your tax returns. Show us your tax returns. Show us your tax returns. As if being aggressive on your tax returns is unpatriotic. And I, I think a lot of people sometimes have challenges with with those types of things. Let's talk a little bit about. You know, I've heard, I don't know, Tax Freedom Day is the term that I've sometimes heard used in association with, you know, the amount of money that you made from January 1st through whatever time frame during this year. It's actually April 17th. You go on the web and you research it. Tax Freedom Day is April 17th. Explain Uh, that to people that have never heard that before. That's true. It's it's April 17th. It's the day you have to work to where where the rest of the money is yours. So I, I have people in my seminars who thought it was December 28th, but it's actually April 17th. Um, what that means is that from January to April 17th, divided by 365, that means the average American pays 33% of what they make in federal, state, and Social Security taxes. That does not count estate tax. That does not count local taxes like sales taxes and other things, just federal, Social Security, and um, state, period. Uh, and it could be a lot more than 33, as I mentioned. It could be up to 50 or more, 55, depending on their tax bracket and depending on the state they're in. But the average person... It roughly is in a 33% tax bracket. So we're halfway there. If you're an employee, you're halfway there. You're an employee, you're halfway there. That is correct. So all the money you'll make for the next uh, up until that time is when you're, you're, if you had to take it all and write one big check for it, is what you're paying in taxes. That is correct. You know, it totally That's it, really, depressing. Oh, oh my I'll, I'll God. No, I'll tell you what's depressing. If you had a $200 credit, if you had a $100, not even $200, $100 overcharge on your credit card, like I started at the very beginning of the show. You'd probably be fighting with the credit card company to get that hundred dollar uh, overcharge off. Yet, Absolutely. Yet the average person, especially self-employed people, and there are tens of millions of self-employed people in the United States, the average self-employed person is overpaying their taxes easily, easily. Not even not a question in my mind. By thousands, and they do nothing. They do absolutely nothing. It is the most astonishing thing that they sell a hundred times more Harry Potter books. Then I will sell in my lower in my taxes, lower your taxes big time in my new book, Achieve Financial Freedom Big Time. It is astonishing. And that's the reason why only 4% of Americans can retire at age 65 with the same standard of living. Now, we, we want to give you an opportunity to tell people where to go and find your stuff. So where, Don, do we have it on our website, and where else can people go to find his stuff? Real simple. It's the dash dot tax bot dot com. So for all of you who are looking for how to go ahead and get all of Sandy's stuff, 
And if you want to show us a little love, because that's how this whole system works, is uh, if you heard about them through us, you go to the dash .taxbot.com, and you will go ahead and find the keys to the kingdom and all that Sandy has to offer over there. And by the way, I want to mention a little bit about TaxBot just so they know what it is. I mean, I know yeah. you know what it is, Dord, but, but I want to make sure they know what it is. Uh, TaxBot is a very interesting – it's more of a, it's like a service that works on the iPhone, the iPad, the Droid, and the uh, Droid tablet, and even works online. Uh, it's a fusion, really, of tracking tools and education. That'll save you thousands of dollars a year, and I promise, under two minutes a day. As I said, I, I want it simple. And what it does, it'll instantly store receipts. You can you snap a picture of the receipts, like an integrated camera, like a scanner. You answer simple questions that will bulletproof you uh, against an audit. And what you do is it has all the tax questions that IRS and Canada Revenue Agency requires to bulletproof you from the government, to get the government off your back and backing you. So, for example, let's say you have a meal. You'll press add expense, and then it'll give you a whole list of categories that are fully editable and customizable. You press meals. All the questions that IRS requires for meals will be right in front of you on, in your iPhone or your Droid. So for what, meals will automatically pop up. It will then ask you, what's the business purpose? You type in why. I, tried, I talked about the income opportunity. Then it will ask you, how much? You put in the amount. And by the way, you don't need receipts in the United States if it's under $75, which is interesting. Uh, where? I, I keep receipts anywhere, but if you lose one, you don't need it if it's under 75 You might put Chili's or Outback Steakhouse. Date is automatically put in. Who? You type in their name, and you are bulletproof. You then attach the receipt by taking a picture, save it on the web, and you are absolutely safe. It also has an integrated mileage tracker with a GPS system. I don't know if you have uh, – that, that, this is the coolest thing. I, I'm sure you agree, uh, Dawn. Where you start your mileage tracking, you then see a little pin where you are, like a little map. It follows you. I was in the Las Vegas Convention Center. It was following me in the hotel. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> when I got to, when you get to your destination, you click Stop Mileage Tracking. It will automatically give you the mileage. You don't have to type that in. Automatically give you the beginning address of when you started TaxBot. If you started, but make sure you start it before you, you go. You start your car. Automatically give you the ending address of where you stop tax spots. Automatically give you the date. Automatically give you the round trip, unless you want it as a single trip. You want to go somewhere else. All you type in is why, and you're bulletproof for your car. And you have all the reports are all stored and downloadable. It even has a new feature that I was just telling Dawn about, uh, which has bank integration, where you can register an account. You can have more than one account if you want, but you get one with it. And what it does is it has uh, like a credit card. You register your credit card, or you register a bank account. TaxBot will search, once you register that account, every day to see what, you, what expenses you incurred in that account. And then compare it to what you put in TaxBot. If it's missing, it'll send you a message asking you, hey, here are the things that are not in TaxBot that you want to edit. So you have a complete report. It'll eliminate paperwork and save you tons of time. And all of this is in a secure web portal in the cloud. And basically, you track it, we store it, and the records are stored with bank-level security according to IRS standards. And by the way, TaxBot is like a BMW. There's more under the hood than it appears. Uh, for example, we store your records in several different locations in several different cities. And it's fully editable, and, and you fully can download it on a memory stick for your accountant, so you never have to worry about losing it. And what's also cool about TaxBot, I don't know if you ever noticed this, Dawn, but in the front of TaxBot, it lists your total deductions in real time. Mm -hmm. so, it'll, so it'll tell you exactly how much you're saving. Now, why is that important? Network marketing, in particular, are recommending this. Leaders are recommending this to their downline because what's happening is this is how much you lose if you stop the business. This is what it costs you in the future. Can't afford to quit. Can't afford to quit. <laughs> it also has my tax training. It actually, it actually computes in real time how much that number is if you quit, which is even more interesting. Uh, it also has a, my tax training on demand. It has uh, 40 videos. It has over 280 blogs. And I have some great blogs, things like how to get in-state tuition for an out-of-state student. Uh, all the new, a lot of the new tax law that came in under the, the Tax Relief Act is all there. And this all, estate planning, this week is estate planning. I mean, I have all kinds of things uh, on TaxBot. Also, for Canadians, they can download the whole Canadian tax advantage for home-based business. I have a real estate tax course that you can download. I mean, I've had people, uh, here's a gal, I have testimonials. Here's a gal, uh, Priscilla Sutton, uh, in three months, they put on TaxBot, it was $7,500. 
Here's Billy Richard from Orlando, Florida. In six months, he generated $15,122. And David Hickson from College Station, Texas, generated $42,759. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Now, Sandy, there's been the change in um, stuff happening in our economy. And can you address any of that stuff? Let me kind of specifically point the question. Um, I, I read about the health care packages and what's going to mean to people like myself that are employers and people that might be employees. And 2013 is going to be setting up for 2014, and a lot of companies are going to realize that they're not going to be able to have full-time employees. I, well, I think the unintended consequence that. Let's address that. But I do want to mention, uh, by the way, did you mention the tax spot, uh, the, the, where they can get it and how much it was? We didn't mention price. You can. Uh, tax spot is nine ninety nine a month. That's all it is, and it's 100% deductible. I want everybody to understand this. So it's only about five fifty after tax. What is that, 18 cents a day? Okay. And uh, it also comes with a guarantee. If you don't generate a minimum, minimum of 20 times what you paid, 20 times in the first month, we give you an unconditional guaranteed money back. How's that? How's a two thousand percent rate of return? Okay. Just Amazing. for clarification, nine ninety five is in like nine dollars and ninety five. That's right, nine dollars and ninety, not nine hundred ninety five, nine dollars and ninety five cents. I mean, this is if you got to even think about this. I mean, this is this is a no brainer. I mean, plus it's, it's deductible and it's guaranteed a two thousand percent rate of return. So you know, it's about as good as it gets. Hello, yeah, hello. Yeah, I mean, really, I mean, come on. Anyway, um, and then you can mention at the end where they go. But let me you, let me go let me let me track. Well, let me mentioned. just go ahead and throw it out there again. It's the dash dot taxbot dot com. That's again www dot the dash t h e d a s h dot taxbot. That's t a x b o t dot com. That's right. And again, it's fully tax deductible. And uh, you know, unlike homeowners insurance, and unlike unlike car insurance, this pays you every single year. So I, I think you'll find this is this is no brainer. Anyway, uh, you asked me about uh, will companies fire? The, the new health care reform law is a funny thing. It does not create jobs. So let's let's first of all get that straight. What it does is it requires health insurance for companies of 50 or more employees. Um, what happens is a lot of companies, a lot of the bigger companies are, you know, it's funny, you know, we, we, we do a lot of things in this country. We, we try to provide, you know, more liability for lawsuits. We try to provide, you know, aid to disabilities. We try to do all these things. And all these things sound wonderful. There's only one problem. We don't live in a vacuum. If other countries aren't doing it, it encourages our businesses to move away. And that's exactly what's going on. So the more regulation we put on business, the more business leaves. And I, and I know of several businesses who have, of over 50 people who are thinking of moving their facilities abroad. I know of people who are like 48. They were going to hire some people. They're not going to hire because they don't want to get over that 50 mark. I mean, it's a real problem. I mean, Taco Bell just announced, you know, cause, because they have to provide health insurance, they're, they're going to actually reduce the amount of people that they have. I mean, and the challenges with full-time being 30 hours or more per week they're going to reduce all their full-timers down to less than full-time and not hire full-time workers. Well, so part-time count as half an employee. So if they have too many part-time, they, they, may, they might exceed the 50 anyway. Wow. So what does that mean for us as home-based businesses? There's going to be a lot of people out there that are well, looking for to make some extra money. This, 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 the only thing with home-based businesses is you're required to get health insurance, which I'm not so sure is a bad idea. I, it won't. It won't be a mandate per se, because you know, I never met. I have never met one home-based business person that has 50 or more employees. So you're not going to be mandated to give health insurance to your people. But so for a home-based business, this really. In fact, if anything, this will make you even more efficient, and provide your products probably at a cheaper rate because you're you're not you're not providing the same costs that a traditional business might have to provide. Absolutely. Okay. Guys, it is about that time, and uh, Sandy, just like the last time that I spent an hour with you, I am always floored by the, the amount of education that you give me and, and your commitment to helping people save money and get organized and, and making it so simple for all of us to go ahead and, and have somebody like you in our back pocket. So I just really, truly thank you for that. I want to say one more time, guys, you got to get over to the dash dot taxbot dot com 
and get yourself a tax bot. It's going to just revolutionize your world. It really helped me so much. I am talking from the truth and from somebody who's actually used this product. So thank you so much for creating it for us, Sandy, and I hope you will come and share some more time with us really soon. It's my goal. Let's make everybody's life less taxing. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much. And Axel, spin them out the extra. Thanks for listening to the show. At The Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot. To get reminders for our live shows that happen every Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, click follow on the top of any show. Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com. For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Again, thanks for spending some of your Dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon.